0: It's the High Priestly Prayer we're looking at today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Join us. Jesus Christ prays for His own, that the Father would sanctify them in truth. That you would be sanctified in truth. What that exactly means, the practical outworking of it all, is the subject of our time today here on Truth For Today with Pastor Emeritus Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Hi there and welcome to the program. We invite you to join us. We're here in John chapter 17. It's here that we have the high priestly prayer. In verses 17 through 19, Jesus prays for His own, that the Father would sanctify them. That's where we're at. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. You only get to heaven because he was sanctified to go all
1: the way to a bloody death and set apart. The only way sinners get to heaven is if he's sanctified to go all the way to the cross. He kept the mission. And his truth. The truth revealed in him, the truth taught by him, and the truth modeled by him, he's saying to these men, men, let the truth you've seen in me, let the truth I'm telling you about, I'm going to be sanctified to die for you. Please let God capture you for this mission of making me known. Don't lose it. What is the mission? I see three things, three things in the mission, three R's to help you remember. When Christ came, his mission was to simplify it three things. He came to reveal God in the flesh. I'm putting God on display. And he said that's why that's why he's called the word. That's why I'm both in my words and my works, I'm manifesting the will of God. Two. Mark 10:45, Matthew 20:28. 20, I have not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life a ransom for many. And ransom means a price that will unleash you from bondage. You know, when the kidnappers are quoting their price, the ideal is you give the money, we release your loved one. Christ said, I'm going to the cross to release Those I save. He paid a ransom price and the world has to know the ransom's been paid. All world religions are working their way to find acceptance with God. Only Christianity says everything needed to be done to go to heaven has been done. It's only waiting on you to receive it. The third thing is Christ actively reached out for people. He revealed the Father. He paid a ransom price. And he was actively seeking the lost, going to Samaria, going after the lost in Israel. The God, according to Luke 15, who throws a party when one sinner comes to repentance. This is a seeking God, a yearning God, a God of Matthew 23 that weeps over Jerusalem. Now, he says to these men, I want you to emulate me in three areas. I want you to be the revealers of God to the world. They still don't know. There's Greece. There's Rome. There's North America, South America. Right now, the Son of God never got 50 miles out in his outreach. In three and a half years, he never ministered over 50 miles from where he's born. I want you to take God to the ends of the earth, and you will be the visible representations of him. Because just think of it. We've had God among us for 33 years, and John, First John said, and it's a perfect tension degree, we touched him and we could still feel him, because it's a remaining verb. We saw him and our eyes still see him. We heard him and our ears are still ringing. We handled the word of life. We, we got our hands on him. But, won't. He's gone. And for 2,000 years, God's been invisible again. We've got the Holy Spirit, but he's invisible. The only visible manifestation of God on the earth is his people. My people will be my witnesses. My people will be the living members of the body. They will give the visible outreach. Give you an example. In Acts 9, Saul is going down to kill the Christians in Damascus. And uh, the Lord confronts him, knocks him off that mule. And he's having a little conversation. And he says, when are you going to stop persecuting me, Saul? And Saul is basically saying, when have I ever persecuted you? When you persecute my people, you persecute me. You're persecuting me in the way you treated Stephen in Acts 7. In the way you're going to Damascus with letters to kill Christians. You know what? We're supposed to treat each other like Jesus would treat each other. We're members of the body, are we not? And what's my members for? Uh, my members are supposed to be the visible manifestation of what I'm thinking. Why did you do that? Oh, my hand just wanted to do it. Wait, wait. You've got you've got brain neurological disorder. Why well, he's out of control? Yeah, but I'm not because my brain told me to do every movement. I look at some of you. You're spastic. Wait, wait, wait. Who's controlling your movements? Who's controlling how you walk? Who's controlling your attitude? I thought the head controlled the body. There's a lot of churches Jesus couldn't even get voted in. He said to the Laodicean church, I'm standing at the door knocking. I can't get in your board meeting. You don't want me. You like to use my name like a rabbit's foot, but I don't run anything at Laodicea. It's the rich, fat cats that need nothing that's running that church. I like to get in. He like to get into your home. He like to get in your checkbook. He like to get in your life. The head does Christ run you? Are you on His mission or on yours? It's like a guy, some years back, in good natured way. He was just going on with me. And he said. You know uh, you're never going to make any money. I don't know why that hit him. I guess he knew me well enough that he didn't think I was well healed and I wasn't. He said, you know it's too late for you to make any money. I was about sixty. I said, well, I, 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 I agree. When, when, when was that my mission? Well, well you know you, you, how much you got now your business? When when are you going to make the bonanza? I said, my mission was leading you to Christ. I led him to Christ. That's my mission. Chasing money. Fools can do that. What about the mission of Christ? Of revealing Christ? to telling the world the ransom's been paid. Everything necessary to throw the gates of heaven back and let a hellion like you in has been paid. Why well, you offended my senses. West County, that talk doesn't bother anybody. Because we know we deserve what, not what heaven is like, but we deserved hell. Or if you don't know that, you need to know it. Read Romans 1 through 3. And then, and then, we want to reach people with this message. Those three R's. I want to reveal God. I want people to see God in me. Is that is that an egotistical statement? Do people see God when they see you? Paul said, for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. For I want Christ to be magnified in my body. Magnified, made big in my body. So when you see Paul, he's saying, I would love for people to say, I see a magnificent Christ. What about you? And he's telling these men, don't be picked off. Don't be distracted. Keep with the mission. You're the only ones I'm counting on. Can God trust us to keep the mission going? Now, what is the mission? Reveal God. Tell them a ransom's been paid. And seek everything we can to reveal the truth about Christ. Now, I ask you the question. Who is going to do the mission? Um, I heard Ravi Zacharias this morning and had a great little lecture. He said, the longest road in the world is the road from your head to your heart. That you know far more than you're doing. Most of us are educated beyond our obedience. We know a lot of stuff. We know a lot of stuff. But our feet haven't caught up or our Our morals, our our mouth, our behavior, whatever. Just catching up. Who will do the assignment? Uh, The mission, make Christ known, get the gospel out, to be a gospel of grace church. Uh, That mission will never be done until we're in heaven. And I think the Lord Jesus said, I will go to the cross. I will have fulfilled the mission There'll be no more need for the cross. There'll be no more need for the empty tomb. There'll be no... I will do that. I'll cover that. I just want you to be the people who don't let it die in Palestine, but take it to the ends of the earth. I've done my part. i fulfilled the mission. I ask you, what is your mission for God? What are you doing for Jesus Christ? Have you ever been captured by the mission? Um, Christ says, listen to what he says. It's right here. He said, as you sent me, send them. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they may be sanctified, set apart for the mission. I'll set myself apart for the mission. And uh, as I grew up, I don't see much of it anywhere. I may be out of touch. Not know what everybody's doing. But there's always this call to consecration. Dedication. And these are synonymous terms with sanctify. Consecrate's the Latin word. Dedicate. Uh, just I want to dedicate this to you. Uh, I, uh, man, when I got saved, I was crazy. When I got my first car my sister Hazel and I, we went out with Wesson oil and we just poured it on the car and we dedicated the car to the Lord. Isn't that crazy? I rolled that car and everything about it caved in except my head. I rolled it on Highway 4 by Brentwood and guess what? We still got it fixed and I kept driving it. I'm glad we anointed it. I mean, cra- here Lord, this is yours. This, is, this car is yours. And when I get money, when I get money, I just say, "Oh, oh, uh, this, this is yours, Lord." But when I was 15, I was at a youth camp in Alliance Redwoods, and it was missions night, Thursday night, and the cry was, "Who will go for us?" Isaiah 6. Who wait, God? Can't you get anybody up there to go for you? What are you talking to a prophet? You go. Send, send Michael. They're laying around. They're not doing that much. This stuff's hard work down here. Angels don't get tired. I get tired. Angels don't need iPhones. They can travel quick. You're riding these planes. It takes a long time. But all I heard as a boy was, Who will go for us? And I said, well, well, Lord, I'm better at cussing than and speaking for you. He said, I'll take care of that. I'll give you a new vocabulary. I'll give you something else to talk about. But, Lord, uh, I, I've had speech therapy since I've been a boy up to the eighth grade because I had paralysis. You, you don't understand. You're a little mixed up, Lord. I think some got mixed up. I just said, I love you. I didn't say I'm signing up. And I heard him say, all I want you to do is to be available. I'll provide the ability. Wait, 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 wait. But, but I don't know the path. You don't need to. The question you got to answer, are you available to do my will if you knew it? There's some of you saying, I want to know it. I want to know it. I don't know if I'll do it, but I'd like to know where it would go. Ain't going to happen, honey. You make yourself available and that's exactly what Romans says, when you present yourself to God, then he shows you that the will of God is good, perfect, and acceptable. You don't find out the will until you make yourself available. That's why some of you don't know where you're going, you don't have a sense of direction. But you young people think, uh, if you didn't have Starbucks, you wouldn't know what the will of God was. You're not on a mission, you're hanging out. I, what should I do with my life? What should, you're making a mess out of it until you find a mission. The mission is Christ. It's making him known. It's whatever in the body. You'll have a different gift. You'll have different bent. But Christ, I live for Christ. He's given me a purpose and a mission. And I know this for a 15-year-old boy. From then on, I've never questioned. I am on a mission. I am the property of Jesus Christ. Do with me whatever you will. It's in your hands. For I surrender. I am Available. Have you ever said that? It's a definitive act. It doesn't, you would think as soon as you get saved, you would say that. But usually when a lot of people get saved, they're only talking about what they get. I'm going to heaven. I got heaven. Good. Wait, are you available for the mission? What? Mission. I just want to go to heaven. I found a moving song. I got to read the words to you. I gave my life for thee, Francis Havergale. I gave my life for thee, my precious blood I shed, that thou mightest ransom be and quicken from the dead. I gave, I gave my life for thee, what hast thou given me, my father's house of light, my glory circled throne, I left for earthly night for wanderings sad and lone. I left, I left it all for thee what Have you left for me? I suffered much for thee, more than thy tongue can tell. A bitterest agony to rescue thee from hell. I've borne, I've borne it all for thee. What hast thou borne for me? And I have brought to thee, down from my home above, salvation full and free, my pardon and my love. I bring, I bring rich gifts to thee, What hast thou brought to me? Ruth Fox, retiring as Sunday school teacher, in her 80s, been doing it for years. Marion Johns, been teaching for the Juanas for years. Marilyn Pinkston. Some of our Sunday school staff have been doing it 20 to 30 years. Why aren't some of you young people over there? How can some of you feel good just to attend church and say, well, praise God. They didn't go too long. A.W. Tozer said, anybody bored with the worship of God reveal they don't know God. The reason you get bored and twitchy is you probably don't know him and you're miserable. It's only when you come to love him that you can't get enough of him. Did you hear what I said? When you love him, you can't get enough of him. Anybody ever date a wife? Do you remember courtship? Couldn't stay long enough. I remember Rebecca, she's dating Jason, and she moved home so he could finish his final year. And we were glad to get her home. But in those days, they didn't have cell phones, and they had long distance rates. (laughs) And and, oh, they just couldn't get a $300 a month phone bill, and I said, honey, I'm so glad you're paying your bills, because I'm not paying for the courtship. I didn't know what it would cost us for her to marry him. Anyway, it's very personal. Uh, Have you ever surrendered to a mission? Somebody's the only thing life's about is making money, uh, pleasure, uh, you're next this, you're next that. Uh, Have you ever signed up for the cause? Have you ever said, here, take all of me? We sing an old song. I guess we stopped singing it because so many of you have to lie when you sing it. I surrender all. And you're lying through your teeth. You haven't surrendered anything. Have you? Have you? It means something when you've signed up for the mission. Just, I'm available, Lord. I'm just a 15 year old boy. I don't know how to preach, I don't know anything about the future. He said, I'll take care of that. Are you available? Are you available? What have you laid at the feet of Jesus and say, it's yours. It's yours. My money, my life, my time, my eyes. I tell the story, old-fashioned consecration. Hazel. uh, Hazel was weird because she was consecrated. And when I started learning to play guitar, uh, because my dad could play a great harmonica, And Paul, Paul had a band at one time. We all liked music and everything. But as I'm coming up, of course, I I started learning the guitar to play rock and roll. And Eric Clapton would be my idol, you know, something really spiritual. And uh, Led Zeppelin, I hadn't followed him yet. But, uh, you know, we we would get around and we'd play because my dad was so good at singing. He kind of had that Merle Haggard kind of country voice, and he was good. And... But I would say, uh, because Hazel, I remembered her way back when she played the top 20 charts and always learned the latest music. So I'd name off songs, secular stuff. And and, uh, I said, let's do St. Louis blues. I love the way you play that. Let's do it. Let's do Georgia. And she's great at boogies. And let's go. Now, I'm the aspiring preacher. But I grew up on Lucille and rip it up. Come on. I grew up. On KDIA. Black blues. Those white boys bored me to death. That's why I like Presley. He knew how to sing Memphis. Don't give me the beach boys. <laughs> give me somebody. A little soul, honey. But I said, play. And she'd get going. And we'd be doing, you know, a few numbers. And boom. And so many times, she would be nice to me. Do a few. And, and then she would just, just stop. she I can't play anymore. Why can't you? I I consecrated my hands to play for the Lord. You what? I'm over here in Bible college and trying to get a boogie going. She said, I consecrated my hands to the Lord. I want to play the Lord's songs. You know anything about what I'm talking about? I, I didn't do this for the bar room. And poor Deborah. Six years old, when I took her to music lessons, I would pray over her hands. when We'd go take her down there to Fiat. And on the way, I'd say, Lord, help Deborah learn and do this. And if she plays for the world, assure her her dad will break her fingers one by one. (laughs) I'm buying lessons for her to play for the Lord, not for some bar. Some of you don't have any convictions. You're available to anybody that makes a bid. But he's saying, Lord, sanctify these men for the mission. And I wonder if there's a mission for you. Has everybody heard this story? Has everybody found out he's a ransom for many? Has anybody in your life that you're reaching out with loving and would go out of your way, give some of your time, maybe some of your dear precious money, to tell them of the greatest story ever told? If it's not us, who? If it's not now, when? That's what he's calling us to. Sanctify them. Set them apart for the mission. Even as I will complete the mission. May these 11 completed. Who cares if we crucify them? Who cares if we beat their brains out? What were you doing when we killed you? The mission. The mission is more important than your life.
0: And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you, to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. Another way to reach out to us with your questions would be to simply record them on your voice memo app on your smartphone, and then email that audio to tftquestions at Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Our website, truthfortodayradio.org. And if you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you have questions about the ministry of Truth For Today and how we are funded to air on this radio station, we would love to talk with you. We are listener-supported, quite simply, and no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, it all goes back into the radio ministry, ensuring that it airs on this radio station. So would you consider that as you reach out to us here at Truth For Today? One other note as we close out our time today, while Pastor Phil is the pastor emeritus at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, we are still very much a part of this body. And if you are looking for a church, we would invite you to join us. Now, we know that this current crisis has us all sequestered away. So you can join us at valleybible.org, where we stream our services. Again, valleybible.org. And then, as we find ourselves released from this quarantine, we will be meeting together here in Hercules. And for information, directions, and details, again, visit valleybible.org. And then, we invite you to come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.